Well, hey, this is Joey Furjanic, lead pastor of the Block Church. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's an honor to share this time together with you. We hope this message will touch, impact, and transform your life and help take us one step further on our journey to revive every block. Well, what's up, everybody? How you doing today? Amen. Amen. My name is Joey. I'm the lead pastor here. I want to welcome all of our physical locations as well as those who are with us online. We're grateful. Uh, today at our physical locations, you'll see this in the lobby, but we're doing kind of like a little small business spotlight. And uh, while we're not endorsing any of these businesses per se, just in case you say you can, you know, put a hammer, you know, or a nail in the wall and you can't, all right? Uh, but we did, we did want to, uh, at least as a church family, go, hey, there's some other people who've got some business and we, we can support. And so in your lobbies, uh, I want to encourage if you want to run by and see what kind of businesses are out there and make a friend and a connection and support somebody if you can or if you feel led. We're not selling anything, but take a business card or something, all right? All right, good. All right. I was trying to help. That's all I was trying to do. All right. And uh, anyway, but listen, we are in a series POV, uh, point of view. We're studying the words of Jesus. This is week six. And we're going to be studying Jesus' words all the way through Easter. And uh, I, I know you've been fed and blessed the last few weeks. This is it's always a good week to invite somebody to church, but I just feel like especially in this series as we're, we're talking about Jesus' words. And so don't wait for sit with me, okay? I want you to invite somebody to church next week, amen? Man, I just felt like there was a little bit left on the table there. Don't wait till sit with me Sunday. That will be a great day where you'll get free t-shirts. But invite somebody to church next week. Amen. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, um, all right. So I'm still grieving. I'm kind of mad this week, man. I'm not going to lie, man. I just like, where is this anger coming from? And um so grieving, uh, but, uh, and if you don't know what I mean, well, I don't, you live under a rock. So, um, but let's rewind prior to the Super Bowl, okay? Prior. Uh, so, you know, I'm an Eagles fan my whole life and, and my whole long life. And I, I was, I, you know, I was like, I was like, man, th maybe this is the year I go. This is the year. I, di I didn't go when we, when we played in Jacksonville. Did, didn't go when, when we had the Super Bowl, when we won. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't go, uh, obviously, this time because I preached uh, last week. So, but anyway, I was like, maybe this is the year. And, and so uh, my friend, I had a few people. I, was, I had some feelers out there just in case. My friend who, who lives in California, we, we kind of grew up together. He's like, oh, Joe, going to the game. I can't go to the wedding that you're doing last week. I said, well, number one, that's rude. We've been friends with our buddy forever. He's like, well, you know, my job's sending me. He works for CBS. And I'm like, well, surely, surely you will also be taking me. <laughs> right? Like, have you ever felt, have you ever felt like you're missing something? 
Everybody else has got it. Everybody else is doing it. And I'm just thinking to myself, okay, yeah, like surely, surely goodness and mercy will follow me via a ticket. And I'm like, bro, like you don't even, you're not even an Eagles fan. You work for, for, for a very, very, a corrupt media organization. The least you can do is, is provide me. An, he's like, well, it's, it's media passes. I was like, man, I'll be a media chaplain. Like, I, like uh, media, I, I do media every week, man. I'm on YouTube. Like, I don't know what else you need. Like, and so I'm starting to get angry and entitled because I think he owes this to me. And uh, of course, he's like, bro, I can't take you. And so I stopped responding to him. I haven't talked to him since. <laughs> I'm mad. I was mad. I'm like, why didn't nobody? So the thing is, is I'm, I'm, I'm mad. Uh, I'm mad at everybody. I'm just mad. <laughs> mad I didn't go to the game. Mad we lost. Like I just, and so that's it. I'm here to just confess my sin to you. But I got anger in my heart. <laughs> Bible says when you hate your brother, it's like murder. So... Here I am. So listen, here's what I'm saying. If you're a real bad sinner, okay, in the audience today, you're, you're, you're better than me because that's how mad I am, okay? <laughs> but have you ever felt like you, you're missing something? Ever felt like it? Did you, did you, did you see, um, see what was going on this week in Kentucky? Uh, see that this, this, this great outpouring, they're calling it the Asbury Revival on this college campus. And yeah, it's like, I was like, I was like, okay, Lord. So like, didn't go to the Super Bowl, didn't win the Super Bowl. And now everybody I know is going to Kentucky and I got crazy little kids. I'm staying right here. <laughs> I'm like, why? Well, I'm missing everything. And uh, I was thinking about my buddy the other day. He, uh, I, was, I was looking on social media and they just built a brand new building. And I'm like, Lord, I haven't built a brand new building yet. I feel like I'm missing some stuff, God. Have you been there? If you're not familiar with, with the revival or outpouring or whatever we want to call it, right? I, I don't want to get into the nuances of, of what... We want to call it. Here's what we know. A bunch of college students had a chapel service and then the chapel service just didn't end. And so they stayed and prayed and worshiped. And then, and then of course, because of, our, uh, because of our ability to spread the word on social media and news outlets, I mean, this thing starts to spread like wildfire and you've got all kinds of peoples and including Christian celebrities, man, everybody making their way to Kentucky to just see what's going on. It's like the ultimate like FOMO, but for like a good reason. And it's powerful and, and, and it's beautiful. And, and, and I think it's probably worth celebrating. You know, I don't know all that's going on, but I mean, I guess if there's some college students who could be out partying or sleeping around or doing whatever they're doing instead at two in the morning, they're in a chapel worshiping Jesus. I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good reminder that we should never count out the next generation and we should always invest in the next generation. Which again is why we're in our campaign here to stay because we know we're building things for the next generation that's going to last beyond us. 
I, I, I digress. All I'm saying is, is whatever's going on, man, I want more of God too. I do. But I've been, I've been processing a little bit, some good emotions, some, some, not, some, some not so great emotions, like, like God, like what, what is revival? You know, like our, the name of our church, the Block Church, our, our whole theme is revive every block. And I'm like, oh God, are we in revival? Like, and maybe what Asbury is experiencing is this, this sweet outpouring of his presence, but like, what is revival? And like, just, just so, so we're on the same page for me, like what I see revival as is dead things coming to life. Uh, things that weren't working or, or things that weren't reaching its potential, uh, they become new, they're revived. A barren land producing something. And so I, I just had to remind myself a little bit, not, not, I'm not taking away anything that's going on there. And if God wants to pour out a spirit uh, here, well, um, we rent most of our venues, so we would get kicked out. So probably why we need our own facilities, but I digress. I know Port Richmond's laughing at me right now. Espanol laughing at me right now. But what I'm saying is how God wants to do that, that great. But I, I was considering, are, are we living in revival? And, and this year alone, I just want to just praise God for a second. If, if you don't mind, maybe we can have a little praise break together. But this year alone, at our church, in the, in the six or seven weeks we've been having services, we've seen 50, five zero people respond to Christ, to become Christians. I don't know, man. I feel like you're golf clapping me. Like 50 people who have said, I'm a sinner. I, I want to come home to Jesus. Like that's a big deal. 11 of them are young people, are students. Come on, somebody. I heard a story this, I was, I was preaching and, and, and uh, this girl wasn't in town and, and and I was talking about how I believe that as we sing and as we have services, I believe people are going to be healed physically. And this girl was watching and she says, I'm in so much pain. And she's watching. She laid her hands on herself during my sermon and she was healed immediately. I heard a story of somebody in our church who uh, they were at the mall. They were in a shoe store and they were in the shoe store and they invited somebody to church. Well, that very Sunday, that individual and five of her family members came. And at the end of service, all of their hands went up to say, I need Jesus. So are, are dead things coming to life in our neighborhoods? I think so. Are dead things coming to life in your neighborhood, on your block? Are dead things coming to life at your location, in your sphere of influence? I think so. I don't know. You got to answer that. But here's what I'm saying today. Here's my whole thing today. And, and by the way, I don't have a pulpit. I don't have a notebook. I don't have my polished notes as normal. I just couldn't get anything down this week. And so I'm just kind of raw today. So if I curse, just kidding. <laughs> no, I already did that when I saw how much our broadcast building was gonna cost this week. 
but 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 I'm just raw today because I'm like God, like like not only do I I want more of you, we need more of you. But like my whole hypothesis is this is like God, if that's how you're gonna if you're gonna pour out in in, in Kentucky and on college campuses like that, that that's awesome and and I'm and I'm grateful. But like at the end of the day, like I'm not really missing anything. If you went, great. If you can go, go. But here, here's, here's what I'm saying, guys. We're not really missing anything because you can have God right here, right now. Some of you don't believe me because you think Tiger Woods just teed off and you're like, eh. Like, like friends, listen to me. You can have a whole lot of God right here, right now. You, you can live in revival, church. You can live in a way in which when you go to your workplace and you see somebody sick, ain't nobody stopping you from laying hands on somebody. When you go on the subway or when you are out at the supermarket or wherever you are, nobody's stopping you from inviting someone into Jesus and inviting someone to church. No, nobody's stopping you from walking around your neighborhood and praying until the spiritual walls fall down. Nobody's stopping you from getting on your face in your house, in your prayer closet. Nobody's stopping you from having an encounter and outpouring from God. Nobody's stopping you. So is it wrong to go seek what God is doing? No, I'm not saying that. But I am saying Hey, you can have your own outpouring with God and we can right here, right now. And it brought me to a passage of scripture from Jesus' words that I just felt real compelled to share today. And I don't know where this is going because I don't have notes, but I, I I do just feel like this is where God took me this week. And I had a lot of thoughts, right? I... I had a lot of different scriptures, but this, this one I just couldn't get away from it. it was, it's Luke chapter eight, verse 46. And Jesus says, someone deliberately touched me for I felt healing power go out from me. Somebody deliberately touched me for I felt healing power go out of me. And today I just want to title the next few moments, Deliberate Faith. Deliberate Faith. Can you look at somebody next to you and can you say, my faith is on purpose. My faith is on purpose. So let me back up. Luke 8 verse 43 and then I'll give you some context. But there's a woman, she's in the crowd and she had suffered 12 years worth of constant bleeding and she could find no cure. Some context here, Jesus is, is in the meat of his ministry. And you can, you can remove the, the text. Jesus is in the meat of his ministry and he's traveling from town to town. He's preaching, he's healing. The news about who Jesus is, is spreading. And you have this woman. You have this woman who's got this issue. 
You have this woman who's, who's been bleeding, hemorrhaging in her body for 12 years. And, and what some translations say is that she spent everything she had to try to fix herself to no avail. I just, I was processing that because when it comes to the outpouring that God is delivering to Gen Z right now on these university campuses and like, it just reminded me of this because like, did you know that like Gen Z, for instance, is one of the more, and I don't want to speak, I don't want to speak for Gen Z. I'm just giving you a little facts because I can already hear some of my Gen Z location pastors saying, keep Gen Z out your mouth. I can hear them saying that. Okay. But let me just be dad for a second. Okay. I, just some data. Gen Z is, 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 is overly anxious, super depressed, gender confused. All this stuff, and don't get me wrong, us millennials, we messed up. Some of you Gen Xers and baby boomers, y'all screwed some stuff up too, okay? We're all messed up. But I was just thinking about Gen Z being, being overly depressed, uh, being extremely anxious, uh, thinking about uh, being confused about sexuality and some of these different things. I was thinking about this, and it just reminded me of, of this woman who like honestly searched for 12 years for some sort of delivery method, searched for healing, searched for fixing, spent everything to get fixed. And like, I wonder if these kids who were kind of leading this moment, like they heard a message and they just said, you know what? We've been on media all our life. We've tried all these different things with our emotions, with our bodies. We are overly anxious and depressed and fearful and confused and all these different things. And like, maybe they just got to the end of themselves where they said, we've tried everything and it ain't working. So we're going to stay up in this chapel until God does something. And friends, this ain't just a Gen Z thing that's a need thing. I bet you that translates to all of us. That many of us hear me, many of us, we have tried relationship and romance and experience and drug and dollar bill and business. And I can go on and on and on and we still find ourselves going, no peace, no delivery. I'm still broken. The thing about sin, guys, and the, the thing about just this, this earth, this life, when, when Eve ate the apple, when she, when she gave it to Adam, and when they decided they were not going to trust God, sin came in the world. And when sin came in the world, with sin came great brokenness and disease and sickness and a lack of satisfaction and, and no hope and just this grind where I got to work the field and I got to do all these things. And while some of that is good, healthy and necessary, there is something inside all of us that if the creator doesn't fill it, there will be a gap. And it's why you're in church today. You're either in church because you're doing somebody a favor because somebody keeps begging you to come or you know deep down, man, like this life, cool. 
I've had some good things, but at the end of the day, I will expire. What next? Oh, there's gotta be more to life than just the grind, than just the rat race, than just trying to make more money or be married or have kids or find my own purpose. And I think this woman represents all of us that for however long we hemorrhage until God heals. And you know what's sad is there's even Christians who are hemorrhaging because honestly, they need a new fresh touch from God. So I'm speaking to everybody today. In verse 44, the scripture says, coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. By the way, by the way, just, just a touch, not even of his body, but his robe did the trick. Sometimes just getting in the atmosphere is enough. That's why it's so important, guys, to get to church. The outpouring that's happening in Kentucky didn't happen with the kid by himself in his dorm room. It happened in a corporate setting. It may have started with some people in their dorm rooms by themselves praying, but sometimes just being in the atmosphere. The Bible says immediately the bleeding stopped. Immediately. Who touched me, Jesus asked. Of course he knew. Everyone denied it. And Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. Let's stop there for a second. Stay with me. She comes up behind Jesus. Just imagine, man, 12 years, she's, she's desperate. She's got nothing else. She's tried it all. She's spent it all. And you, you, you can take that passage down. I, I don't need it any longer, but she, she's tried it all. She's she spent it all and she pushes her way. The Bible says the crowd was pressing up against him. Uh, a few thoughts here that I see. The, the first thing that I see here is like, okay, where Jesus really is, the crowds are gonna show up. And so we can build this house and we can seek revival in Philadelphia in two ways. You can come here ready to call down heaven on Sundays. Additionally, you can bring lost people with you. We have a choice. It's not just gonna happen, guys. It takes a motivated group of people to bring others with us, which is probably what happened. And also for us to say, God, I'm coming to church. I know I'm flawed, but would you move today? Would you use me today? Would you transform us today? I invite your presence now in my car before I get to a seat. Because where Jesus is, the crowds follow. I, I want Jesus and his presence and his majesty and his miracles in every one of our gatherings. In fact, right now I'm believing because the faith is high. I'm believing that people can be healed today, right now. 
I believe immediately. In fact, I sense this at every one of our locations I've been in. Look, God does it sometimes immediate. Sometimes it takes a whole life. But I do believe there are times where he immediately heals because he wants to get the glory for your life. If you've got sickness in your body right now, if you've got something going on, would you touch that place? I just want to pray and prophesy that for some, immediately can happen right now. There are people, there are people on the verge, on the verge of bowing out of this life. And right now in Jesus' name, I rebuke suicide. I rebuke those thoughts. I rebuke that ambition. That's from the devil. It's a lie. Not only are you needed here, you matter. People matter to you. You matter to people. You matter to God. And God puts you on this earth for this moment right now. So right now, I just pray for every person who needs an immediate touch from God. I pray, God, that you would go and you would touch minds, that you would align the chemical imbalances. God, would you touch bodies right now, shoulders that have needed surgery. But God, I pray in Jesus' name that you would do your heavenly touch that would not require surgery any longer. I am believing that this is a house of miracles. We just declare it over our church body right now. I thank you, God, that you still drive out cancer. You still fix broken things. You are the God of revival, making old things new again. Thank you, Lord. Bible says that she pushed through this crowd. Christian, I just want to speak to you for a second because sometimes your faith requires you to push through obstacles. Now you're here today and I commend you for it. And I praise God that you're here, but there are some online and there are some weeks when we choose not to gather with the saints. And there's some great reasons, man. You go on vacation, God bless you. You're sick as a dog and you know you're gonna make everybody else sick as a dog. Maybe a good time to skip. Not skip, participate online. But like, I just, I think sometimes we're like, we need it to be a perfect scenario for us to show up. It's like, well, if it's too warm, I gotta get outside. It's like, if it's too warm, man, I got to go play golf. I got to go to the beach. I don't know what we do in the winter when it's too warm. I got to go, I don't know, just like lay on my, I don't know. Like, it's like, if too warm, can't come. Too cold. Oh no, can't make it. For some of us, it's like to get to church or to pray. It's like, it's got to be 52 degrees. It can only be a little bit gray in the clouds, you know? I'm just illustrating something. I'm pointing something out that, that, that friends rarely ever are the scenarios optimal for you to experience God. Uh, rarely ever is it an optimal time for you to be obedient in faith. Rarely ever is there not a whole crowd in front of you. Rarely ever is there not some sort of obstacle of like, man, I've got this in my life, so I can't really 
give. Even though I sense God leading me to, ah, it's too much, or I've got this in front of me, so I can't really invite, or I can't really pray, or I, I can't really spend time with God, or I can't really come to church, or I can't really commit to a team. I, I can't really be obedient to God to start that business. I can't really, it's just like I got too many obstacles. And like, friends, if this woman is us, well, then the obstacles are just obstacles. And I just, I want to build a church that is defiant and deliberate in their faith that says, yeah, there might be some things in the way, but I'm going to push. I'm going to crawl. I'm going to move in a way that gets me to Jesus because I know he's the only solution to my issues, my problems, my wants, my dreams, my desires, my business, my resource. It's him and him alone. There's always going to be optimals. It's never obstacles. It's never optimal. It's not. Otherwise, it's not faith. But there's a reason this woman got a touch from God. She was deliberate. She didn't stop. And in verse 46, the Bible says, but Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me for I felt healing power go from me. And if he's our resurrected king, then he still has the same power to allow healing power to go from him. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she begins to tremble and falls to her knees in front of him. Then, What's so beautiful about all of it, the Bible says the whole crowd hears her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed, which raises the faith of everybody else. And he says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Go in peace. Listen to me. When you have an encounter with Jesus, when he touches you, or in her case, when you go and when you touch Jesus and you have a moment where your faith is elevated, it impacts everybody else in your life. Listen, that's why the stats are clear. When a father, when a dad decides to follow Jesus more often than not, so will the rest of the family. Because when dad has a move of the spirit in his life, it impacts everybody else. I'm telling you, you want to see the world around you different? Stop making excuses. Go touch Jesus. Eventually, because of your touch from God, other things will begin to change. But she was defiant. She was, she was deliberate. I just want you, as I close, I want you to picture this woman for a moment. I just want you to picture like her getting up that morning and I don't know, maybe she knew from hearing the townspeople speak that this Messiah, this Jesus, that he was coming to town, a healer was coming to town. And, 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 and maybe she heard it the day before, maybe she heard it that morning, but she probably heard it. And, and she's like, oh man, I, I've, I've heard this 
before and I've spent a lot of money, but I mean, at this point, I mean, like, I'm probably going to die. I'm going to be miserable. So maybe there was just enough desperation left in her to go, you know what? I'm going to put my clothes on once again. I'm going to raise my level of hope once again. I'm going to have a sip of water. I'm going to maybe have a bite to give myself strength. And and there's probably going to be a lot of people there. But I am going to stop at nothing until I grip the hem of this man's garment to see if he really is the Messiah, to see if he's really real, if he can fix me. Because if not, I'm going to expire anyway. And friends, listen, Jesus shouldn't ever be our last resort. For her, he was. But even if he is, he's still heaven's first and he's still your best. And what I'm telling you is, is it's that kind of energy. It's that kind of hunger that, man, I got to get a miracle from God. So I will be desperate to push through every obstacle. I don't care what people think. I don't care what people say. I don't care what I look like. I got to get a touch from God. It's that kind of spirit. It's that kind of attitude. It's, it's, that kind of, it's that kind of desperate, defiant, decision-making pursuit that transforms lives. And my hope is that our church is known. I was laying in bed last night. And I was thinking to myself, I don't know why I had this thought, but like, what's your ch- church going to be known for? What, 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 what's your church going to be known for? And like, I don't know. Like, I, I just hope that like one day when it's all said and done, like, man, we, we were hungry for Jesus. We're like, we didn't leave anything on the table, man. We were all in. All of our chips were in. It's like, if Jesus doesn't do it, it ain't happening. We are, we are people seeking miracles from God. Friends, I, I don't know how we're meant to revive our city fully, but I do know for it to happen, gonna take a miracle. And so God, give me the same attitude, the same spirit of this woman who just knows how to push obstacles out of the way and gets you in my line of sight and goes for your robe and goes for your hand and goes for your heart. God, show me what to do. Give me that strength today. Every time I'm in need and every time I'm not. Every time I'm happy and every time I'm sad. Every time I've been to church, every time I haven't. Every time, God, give me that same spirit, that hunger, that desire. Light a fire in me again. That's what I want. That's what I want for you. And today at every location, I just want to create some space for us to go grab Jesus' robe, to go touch Jesus' hand, to go experience the truth of who he is. You need a miracle today. We're going to believe God for it. But for the rest of us, man, I I want us to worship him, adore him. That's what she does. She falls down on her knees. She weeps. She cries out to God. She basically says, you're it. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've felt it in my own body. Won't you come and experience the one who says he's God and king and let him be that for your life today. Let's stand to our feet. Come on. Nobody moving.
Let's bow our head and close our eyes. Come on, nobody moving, no location, nobody. I gotta ask you an important question today. Please, nobody moving, head bowed, eyes closed. There are people in our church. There are people in our locations today. There are people watching online today. You are far from God. You've got sin in your life or you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And this moment is significant because it's where you say, I am a sinner in need of a savior. While I was dead in my trespasses and sin, he loved me and chose me anyway. It's why you feel and sense him drawing you. It's why you sense that kind of that, that feeling in your chest, the lump in your throat, because it's the God of the universe saying, I want to put my arms around you and save you. And today, if you are far from him, Today, if you've got sin in your life, today, if you've never invited Jesus to be your savior, let him be your savior today. If that's you and you're saying, I gotta begin a journey with God or get right with him today, would you lift your hand right now? I wanna pray for you. So I gotta get right with God today. Lift it up, wave it at me, wave it at me. I gotta begin a journey with God today. Wave it at me, I see you. Anybody else, wave it at me, wave it at me, wave it at me, wave it at me. I want to pray for you today. I want to believe God for you today. I want you to come home and be a part of this faith family at locations online here in the Northeast. Wave it at me. You're saying, I had to get right with God today. I got to start again. Help me, team. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to say a prayer at all of our locations. It's not magic. It's a starting point. But would you say it with me? Would you say, dear Jesus, Thank you for coming. Thank you for dying for me. I believe you're God. And I need your forgiveness. Come and save me. Come and revive me. I trust you today as my Savior. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, church, we believe that you are saved. Come on, your best days are ahead. Heaven is your destiny. Come on, it may not get easier, but it's gonna get better. Come on, loud and proud, let's give it up for all those who crossed the line of faith today. Thanks so much for joining us today. I especially wanna thank those of you who give generously to help us revive every block. If you enjoyed this message, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, screenshot it, and post your social stories and tag us at The Block Church. We'd love to hear from you and how you found this encouraging and inspiring. Thanks again, and God bless you.